0: Welcome to Murder Brunch. We are the podcast that bring you two tales of murder and mayhem and judge where a killer lies on Dr. Michael Stone's scale of evil.
1: We're going to do this again. You forgot to introduce us.
0: Oh, welcome to Murder Brunch. We're the Murder Brunch Bunch. I'm Clinton. Uh- <laughs> All right. Welcome to Murder Brunch! We're the Murder Brunch Bunch. I'm Clinton.
1: I'm Rachel. And I'm Joe.
0: And this is the podcast where we bring you two tales of murder and mayhem, and judge where a killer lies on Dr. Michael Stone's scale of evil. Perfection.
2: Third
1: time. The charm. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So... Another fabulous brunch, Fonten.
0: It is a fabulous brunch. I would also like to point out that the murder table uh, has new dressings now.
1: Is that okay? So that's, so. This is for fall, or is this, this, yes, okay.
0: Not the, the pumpkin. The pumpkins aren't final. I haven't finished unpacking mm, them all. Um, but new table runner, new placemats, uh, the midnight blue linen oh, yes. napkins. Beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. I coughed into mine several times. It was quite the experience. I enjoy the large vessel at the end of the table. We're gonna guess as a vase. Or just vessel. It's it's decor, Rachel. It's just decor. decor. I have no taste. I can't judge on anything. You could put a stick in it. (laughs) You can put a stick in it. (laughs) By the nickel. um, (laughs) uh, But here we are again, enjoying brunch. What do we got today?
0: So today is a little less delivered and a little more prepared, which is good. We've got some chicken sausages. We have some garlic cheesy scrambled eggs with a chipotle salsa and sour cream on top. We have zucchini pancakes. Oh, me. Um, (laughs) Tricked me again. (laughs) Which are mostly just an oily mess, so I hope that they're actually good. My favorite. I think they look good. And then we've got the vanilla Greek yogurt with tropical fruits. We've got kiwis, mangoes, pineapples.
2: With honey on top. The best part of brunch, which... I brought, mm-hmm. I brought dessert because you know I guess brunch has dessert now. Always, and I got an Oreo cake from
1: our local bakery, and it looks delicious. It's like a little stacked, tiered Oreo cake mousse thingy. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. See pictures on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. And right. now we're gonna try our our drink. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what it's called. Okay, and so this that might explain the, the flavor. Oh, no. <laughs> It's called a shoe shine. Oh. Ooh. It's well now shoe I'm shine. looking forward to it. So I think it's I think it's supposed to have this like old timey oh, like do all you smell male. Smell it. It's like smelling
2: it makes me feel Ooh. like I've I'm had already a shot. shot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like we should be like in the thirties drinking this. I know
1: I should have brought a round of cigars as well. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> give this a try. Ready? Thanks, Don Draper. Here we go. That goes down smoother than no, I thought. No, yeah. it's, it's actually yeah. smooth. Yeah, all right. That's pretty tasty. That's pretty good. So for those at home, it's made with bitters, spiced rum, and a artichoke-based liquor called Cynar, I think that's how you pronounce it, C-Y-N-A-R, which is a touch expensive and kind of hard to find. But I was able to get a bottle, and yeah, like, I thought it was going to be a lot harder on my throat and stuff like that, but that's actually not bad. I mean, I, I can't see ordering this all the time, but it's not
2: good. No? Mm-hmm.
0: No. Is that I,
1: your
2: go-to? mm uh-uh.
0: I could see sipping this just like you would, like an old fashioned
1: or something. Like at a the Ice, I think,
0: is definitely helping it.
1: That's true. So I'm probably only gonna have one of these. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Well, we
0: will run out of the spice drum way before we run out of your giant I bottle. Know, it of is a big bottle. It's worth the price. <laughs> but
1: they'll really make cool.
2: liqueur out of anything nowadays, won't they? Oh yeah.
0: Ooh, that's also has some kick. Well, it is chipotle.
2: So I saw. The bailey's has a apple pie
0: Ooh, cool. i love apple or <clears throat> i love bailey's and i love apple pie i would not think the two would
1: go together well oh because I, I guess it would be a bit chocolatey too well no because it's not
2: bailey's and apple pie it's their apple pie mm. brand. oh okay so i'm gonna get
1: that and just figure out a drink that, to make with it
0: poured over ice. so
1: That's what's it. what's the more uh what's more uh the best fall flavor pumpkin or apple apple pumpkin Ooh, how interesting <laughs> Flavor-wise, mm-hmm. I actually would go with apple. Well... I it, like pumpkin, but actually, as a flavor, it's just not...
0: Right, and so, no. Apple is delicious. Yeah. But it's available year-round. True. True. Your fall gourds are only available. <laughs> Plus, nobody really likes pumpkin anyway. They like pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. which is just sugar and spice.
1: True.
2: And everything nice. I don't like pumpkin at all. At all? all? Nope. I don't like pumpkin spice. I don't like those expensive latte things that you can get at unnamed uh coffee <laughs> places, but no, I'm not I'm not a pumpkin person.
1: These two pancakes are, are deceptively good. No, those what are what else is in them?
0: Surprisingly tasty. I don't know.
1: What? What do you mean you I don't mean? know? Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they're relatively low on carbs, so
1: relatively. So they're prepackaged, is what you're saying?
0: Shh. <laughs> I didn't grind this sausage myself either.
1: <laughs> 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 Euphemism. Um, <laughs> Alright, we are ready? You guys eat while I talk. Here we go. ASMR. What'd you call me? <laughs> the story we're doing today, and I probably should have looked up how to pronounce his last name, <laughs> is... Yeah, we're starting out strong. <laughs> Joseph Callinger, the shoemaker. That's what he's known as, is the shoemaker.
2: Is he a hitman?
1: No. Wouldn't it be amazing if there was a hitman called the shoemaker? I think that would work good. I think it's more like if uh, someone was making shoes out of human flesh. I think that would be a good shoemaker. With special leather. Special leather. Yes. (laughs) But neither of those apply here. Let me take you back to November 1974. Break-ins were happening all over in the towns of Leonia, Dumont, Lindenwald, Baltimore, and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh. They were being committed... By Joseph Callinger and his son, Michael, who was 13 at the time. 1974? Yeah. Okay. They posed as salesmen, often. Like, this wasn't their only way to do it, but they posed as salesmen to get inside the houses. And while there, the families and friends inside were traumatized. Uh, Any women in there were stripped, tied up, often sexually assaulted, and then the man and boy would look for valuables throughout the house. So they weren't killing anyone yet. They were just... Just terrorizing Mm -hmm. Spoiler yet. alert, yes. This
0: is
1: also, murder brunch after all.
0: Like, I'm just trying to, well, first of all, you know, there's got to be some good father-son bonding. Oh, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but the whole, we're going to tie up and use women together thing would be kind of weird.
1: It would make career day awkward <clears throat> at school. Yeah, <laughs> and well, and I uh, didn't find details on exactly like... Okay, I did find some details that I did document here, but I couldn't find like whether Michael was sexually assaulting the women or if he was just complicit in the activities, and then Joseph was making them do right. things. There's a lot of oral sex stuff, things like that. But yes, having so having having your sexual development include activities with your dad is kind of not a, not a good start. <laughs> and Those kind of activities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although, I mean, of all of the red flags in this story right, right. already, That's I, just one. yeah.
1: Typically, they chose homes with single women who lived there or married couples. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Golden State Killer, too, because he started out with so many rapes and break-ins and stuff like that uh, before he moved on to murder as well. One set of their victims were four women who were playing bridge, so they were just having a nice card game. It was probably like the afternoon. It was probably not even like late in the evening or anything like that. And while they had those four women tied up, they found $25,000 in cash and jewelry. Oh my god. Yeah. So this was obviously a lucrative activity for them, but still terrible the devil
0: all right i just have to say when i'm playing bridge i do not have twenty five thousand dollars in cash and jewelry just laying well we'll know not to hit up your
1: house (laughs) it kind of sounds like you're saying that simply to deflect that (laughs) perhaps you do have it in your house but only while he's playing bridge (laughs) all right so let's talk about callinger's childhood okay he was adopted as a one-year-old this is the father yes okay Basically, what happened with his uh, biological parents is his mother had him, and then the father walked out. and Mother felt he, she couldn't take care of. I think she had be worse kids, and so she put him up for adoption. He was abused by his adopted parents, physically and verbally. Aww. For instance, they hurt, they hit him so hard, they hurt him so hard he had a hernia by six. Oh God! Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and when they took him home from the doctors, they told him the doctors quote fixed his little bird unquote, implying that he would be impotent. So that they told him that the doctors did something to his penis so that he wouldn't play with it, wouldn't okay. explore anything with that. So. I have bad news for them. Yeah. They don't really quite understand what an adolescent's penis does. Right. I but mean. this is a little kid, so they're trying to get into it early. Yeah. Which I, I mentioned that in particular because he, already, he obviously has sexual issues from the beginning of his life. At eight years old, his mother hit him in the head with a hammer because he wanted to go to the zoo on a class trip. So these were not good people. So Joseph Callagher, for, for all it's worth, did have a terrible childhood. Um, and probably was, some brain damage. Yeah. He was locked in closets. He was whipped. He was starved. It was awful. He was also taught to cobble so he could take over the family business, hence the shoemaker. His, his adopted parents had a shoe store and they wanted him to take over it when he was done. Meaning that like from the age of like seven, he worked. So mm-hmm. that was also a, a type of child abuse. They, would, they basically trafficked him for labor. As he got older, he got into stealing for attention and to bribe kids to hang out with him. So he would steal stuff so that he would have friends. Uh, He was once sexually assaulted by a group of boys and from then on equated violence with sex. That's what he he has said in in reports. He got into theater in high school. As one does. (laughs) Which I thought was interesting. (laughs) And while there, he met a girl named Hilda Bergman. And despite his parents' disapproval, they got married at 17 and immediately had two kids. Probably not even despite it. Maybe because of it. Yeah. Their marriage only lasts three years and she leaves because of domestic abuse. So Shocking. Yeah. So Joseph has some issues. Later on, he marries a woman named Elizabeth. Two years later, actually. And they have five more children. So he has a lot of kids. And he is incredibly abusive. Like the reports of, of what he did to those kids were just basically it's a, it's the same blueprint of what his parents did to him.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, like he,
1: we know he, abuse is cyclical,
2: right? And and he has he had no hope, right? Right to be normal. Um, so he is involved with his kids from his prior relationship.
1: Yes. I don't think he's, they're with him all the time. Mm-hmm. I think they're with Hilda most of the time. But I, I, I didn't find anything that said that he didn't get to at least visit them or they visited him or, or whatever. But mainly he has the five at the house with okay. Elizabeth. He gets into arson. Loves arson. He sets the house on fire and receives a $1,600 as payout, insurance payout. And he would go on and do this four more times. Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's the it's the 60s, 70s.
0: How does he keep getting insurance?
1: I know. <laughs> I, I think it's just from maybe moving around, like going to go far enough the where the insurance companies are talking to each other. I don't know. Something like that. Mm, yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially if you, if you do use like a local company instead of like a nationwide mm. company.
1: Yeah. yeah. So on January 8, 1975. So he's been doing these break-ins with Michael for three months. He and Michael are doing their salesman act to get inside a particular house and they beat and rob and terrorize eight people who were in the house they did not mean to go to a house that had that many people but people just kept showing up at this house apparently the grandmother there was sick and so they had a couple like visitors come by and stuff like that and they just kept bringing them all in tied them up and kept going that's a sitcom right there yeah it's an episode <laughs> of a sitcom <laughs> not a good one <laughs> um that's a play yeah that's that's horrifying but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kinda, it makes me think of like pinter mm-hmm. uh one of the victims was a visiting 21 year old nurse named maria fashing and she was taken into the basement where they cut her throat and she died. I heard this was, uh, one of the articles I read, it was because she refused to give Joseph Callinger a blowjob. She refused to give him oral sex. And so he took her into the basement. And I almost believe, just because he hadn't escalated up to that point to murder, I almost think that this first time might have been an accident. Like maybe he was threatening her with a knife at the throat, and then it just went too far. Like she was struggling or something like that. But, it, or he just outright killed her. He was not a nice man. You know I mean? This well, I mean, if it was the
2: first time he was ever rejected or someone defied him yeah then i would imagine you know the anger that he would have
0: i still can't get past how a man and his son tie up and disable eight people
2: yeah Yeah. well if they all come one at a
0: time I, i guess yes that's true
1: so in the middle of this particular attack one of the victims escape out of the house and they call for help The Callangers run. They run from the house, knowing that the cops are coming. And they dump their weapons and a bloody shirt in a nearby trash can. The bloody shirt that was found near the scene was traced by a laundry mark on it to Callinger. So, like, he had a little tag in there that said, like, JK or something. And they took it to the dry cleaners. And they're like, that's Joseph Callinger's" and stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Who was a cobbler who lived in an apartment above his shoe shop in Philadelphia. Callinger had a record. He had gone to jail previously for abusing his his children he had gone for several months quote unquote what happened was that first of all he was unable to stand trial due to his diagnosis which i'll get into in a moment also three of his children who accused him later recanted because they didn't want to be abused when he got home basically and this was in 1972 one of his children joseph jr who was 14 was later found dead in the rubble of an old philadelphia building Callinger was eventually convicted of that crime. He had apparently drowned the boy with Michael uh, as well. So like Michael helped? Michael helped him drown Joseph. Mm-hmm. At the time, though, there was no, not enough evidence to convict him. Joseph was taken it for questioning. The cops thought he did it, but they couldn't prove it. Uh, and Joseph suggested when they were questioning him that his son had died from falling off the building or maybe by a gay lover. <sighs> Which I just, of course. God, he's got... Pr- problems. Yeah. So here's a quote directly from uh, Callinger about Joseph Jr. He was a sacrifice. I was to murder three million people on the planet Earth, and he was sacrificed to see if I could murder one of my own. At the end of murdering all the people on the Earth, I was going to murder my own family and then take my own life and become God. So now we get to see a little bit more about who Joseph really is.
2: A fucking psycho?
1: Yes. He was diagnosed paranoid and schizophrenic. And he had had multiple visions, which, again, I'm going to get into in just a second. Uh, He also tried to receive several life insurance payouts on Joe Jr., which would have been equivalent to $380,000. Again, at the time, they suspected foul play, so the insurance companies never paid it out. But they couldn't prove it either. So I'm curious to know how that worked out as far as, like, if they couldn't prove foul play, how did the insurance companies get away without paying it?
2: Probably litigation.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what i all mean it they was. would they have to continue like they have to go through this process. Yeah, like that, it, yeah. It, he was also convicted of killing a nine year old boy at one point. Michael allegedly helped with this one as well. He was a local neighborhood boy who they tortured and then asphyxiated and then severed his genitals. Joseph claimed he heard a voice from God named Charlie that told him to kill people and cut off their penises.
2: So it was a voice from God, yeah. but his name is Charlie. Yes. So it is God Charlie.
0: Maybe uh, Charlie's the, the Metatron in this the scenario
1: Metatron. here. I don't he know Metatron, but you know what I'm just He also said him. that if he completed his mission on Earth, he would become God. So, so maybe Charlie was another guy who did the same thing. Maybe it was Charlie Manson. Ugh. Ugh. No. <laughs> well, he I didn't, he he didn't been, work either. Right. Know? But I also think this would been. Prior to Charlie Manson, I no, know, no, no. it good. would be after relative around, around time, right? Seventy four. Yeah, 75? I mean, it would be around the same
2: time. I think slightly after. Okay, but yeah, I mean, like it just sounds like with all of this going on in his head, he doesn't know what he thinks no. or what's going on because yeah. I mean, like there is no logic; it's all insanity,
1: right? So we get to the trial, the big trial, and this is the one particularly for Maria's death. The lawyer tried guilty by insanity. He wanted him in a mental institution rather than prison because he had been di- diagnosed as paranoid and schizophrenic, possibly due to the chemicals in the shoe shop. They think that because they lived above it and the chemicals he used were just filtering up into the into the house, that's what happened.
2: Well, I mean, that it like hatters, right? Hatters yeah, it could be something simpler. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or some, something similar. Yes. Sorry, I'm sick. Um, during the trial, he would often moan and babble in his seat. And his lawyer said... Quote, he was sick, he was an evil man, and the evilness was a manifestation of that illness. Joseph gave lots of reasons why he did it. God, the devil. He also blamed his 13-year-old son. He said he did it because of Michael, which I find just... And God. And the (sighs) devil. And this guy named Charlie. (laughs) He was sentenced to life... And penises! (laughs) (laughs) He was sentenced to life for killing Maria Fashing. But he was already serving 30 to 80 years for the robberies and beatings he had been committing for those prior months. So in reality, he never really got to serve time for Maria's death because he died in prison.
0: And how did he die in prison?
1: He died at age 59 from a seizure. Okay. In 1996. Hmm. Yeah. So he was serving out his his robbery and then he was supposed to serve out Maria's.
0: So, the consecutives. Right. Kind of thing.
1: Now, while in prison, he was on suicide watch the last five years of, of his life. He was a terrible inmate. He stopped up toilets. He threw cups of excrement and urine at guards. Uh, Take he would, away
2: his cups, God! I mean,
1: he would store his urine and cups underneath his bed. And Again, just hold he it should there. just not have cups. He would just not have cups. He would roll around on the floor of his cell. Um, he claimed Charlie was a severed head that floated in his cell at night and told him he couldn't sleep on his cot, so he would sleep on the floor. Um, he attacked other inmates. He set himself on fire. He was a he was a very sick man. He was a very sick man. Charlie sounds like a dick. Charlie does sound like a dick. I don't think he was really from God. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Uh, Michael Callinger was charged as a juvenile and served one year in a detention facility. He was sent to a foster home after that because all the kids, I think, were separated after that. I, I don't think they actually got to stay with Elizabeth. I think that's, from my readings, I think they all took them away.
0: Well, which ones were left anyway? That's true.
1: He uh, Yeah so he served one year in a detention facility he was sent to a foster home and later he changed his name and he is out living his life and um, presumably no one knows where Michael Callinger is like he's doing um, his own
2: I guess presumably he's never committed another
1: crime presumably allegedly <laughs> as well as all of the other Callinger children that are still alive they're all out I hope they're all in therapy I hope so too I, I, would, I would actually assume they probably all changed their names as well like yeah. Did.
0: I would like to think that maybe if you had a psycho dad that's coercing you into doing terrible things during your developmental years yeah. that you could come out of that and like
1: I would hope so, but even at at 13, that's pretty far along. Like
0: but you're still Yeah. A teenager.
1: Also, if these, if, if there's any credence to the chemicals from the shoe shop having an effect, right. like all those kids should be treated for like health issues as well, like have, making sure that's not having an effect on their brains, stuff right. like that. But that is the story of the shoemaker Joseph Calinger. He's not good. He's a he's a very bad dude. But he also like he suffered a lot too. Like I like his childhood was horrifying. And you wonder where he you know did he ever get the time to make shoes. <laughs> he was. I mean, it
2: just seemed like he had his fingers in a lot of pots.
1: Well, he. Uh, I mean, the majority of his of his, his uh, reign of violence was just what three or four months okay. that we know of. So I. Was, I guess he wor- worked on building up his business before that.
0: I'd like to see a five year plan. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Oddly enough, I, I did not write down uh, where I thought he would be on the scale. So we're gonna do this one off the cuff.
0: Would you hand me the book, please? Yes.
2: And the book we are referring to is The Anatomy of Evil by Dr. Michael Stone that has the scale of evil. It is a scale um, from level one all the way to level 22. Level one being...
0: Justifiable homicide.
2: And level 22 being...
0: Psychopathic torture murderers with torture as their primary motive. The motive need not always be sexual. And I think I see why Rachel chose this person today. Oh,
1: do you? Well, because I forgot to put it on the scale, so I must have been looking at maybe one of the levels as as something interesting. So how many people did he actually kill? (sighs) Maria Fashing, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, the little, the Mm nine-year-old boy that I've left unnamed, and then Joseph Jr. Okay, so he's murdered three, but he has terrorized and sexually assaulted dozens. Who knows how many. Yeah. So. All right.
0: Well. Oh I'll, I'll let you pick first But I think I've got the perfect number Okay already. well I
1: definitely think Torture is involved For this particular person Yes Because of just How he treated people During a robbery Like It wasn't You, you don't, don't it, have to it do is, A
2: robbery wasn't his His main agenda Right
0: Although those bridge players
1: <laughs> He just got lucky with that one Yeah I think that's true My scale isn't popping up For some reason Alright
0: Alright Well I'll help you out Please Category 20, torture murderers, but in persons with distinct psychosis, such as schizophrenia.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that probably is right there because he was diagnosed by a professional. That's us just guessing he had schizophrenia. And he did torture people. Is that tortured and murdered? Is that what you have? Yeah.
0: Torture murderers, but in persons with distinct psychosis. And then just to reiterate, the two after that is, so 21, psychopaths committing extreme torture but not known to have killed, so he can't be that. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is, as we said, psychopathic torture murders with torture is their primary motive. The motive need not always be sexual, but it can be. So he could also potentially be a 22, but I feel that the distinct psychosis <laughs> pretty much pegs him at a 20.
1: Well, and it's, a, it's <clears throat> interesting that he for, he had done so many of these robberies without killing anyone for for a long time. And then he did. But then when he talked about it in the quotes from, from his prison stay, and he talked about having to kill millions of people to become this god and everything like that. So it was almost like murder was uh, the after motive the, it, at some point. Yeah, yeah but it, but he never took part in it until the
2: end. But I mean, it, it was almost as if you're making up a story to justify
1: what you've done, your escalation, right? Well, and even like the murder of a nine year old, I almost feel like that was one of opportunity. You know what I mean? like it, from all the accounts I read, it wasn't like they hunted him, you know what I mean? I could imagine that that one was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. like they like they started out doing something terrible to that little boy and then something went wrong right yeah Well, well even the Maria fashing one, like if that one was a mistake mm-hmm. again, I don't know if he went in with the intent to actually kill anyone that day. yeah.
0: So 19 is psychopaths driven to terrorism, subjugation, rape, etc, short of murder. So he would definitely had been 19 but
1: the murder tipped him over yeah
2: well i mean at at that point of course he has made up the story in his head that has given him you know divine right to murder so he has no problem with it because he's now justified it to himself right so i mean he doesn't feel remorse or anything like that he he has
1: no problem stepping over that line
0: yeah i think he's a, a 19 graduated to 20.
1: yeah So by the time of his death, we would definitely put him out of 20. I think so. Yeah. Because he committed murder, you know. Yeah. And torture. Yeah.
0: And if it had been, like, maybe if it had been only one murder, we could say that was purely accidental and he was never going to do it again. And he (laughs) just wants to torture and rape.
1: Come on, guys. Give him a chance. (laughs) (laughs) He just went too far. He's like, ew. (laughs) Ew. I don't like the blood. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. No, he was he was a terrible person. What he did to his children. what he did to Michael, like to me, that is I, it, many of the things he did is unforgivable. But like he he ruined that boy. Like I hope that I hope Michael did find some way to become a good person, but, or at least
2: refrain from whatever yeah, urges that he may. You know, he's not
1: beating his wife or something. You know the, I mean?
2: um, <clears throat> the the statement that the lawyer made, I found kind of like thoughtful in that um, does are people born are some people born evil or with a high capacity of evil or whatever and that like poisons their inside to make them sick
1: you know yeah i don't think he was i think he at one years old got adopted by the wrong people who hurt him and when you're hurt you lash out and he lashed out until he started hurting other people and the abuse of the kids that is very cyclical that's There are studies about that. Like, if you abuse uh, primarily boys, they will go on to abuse their families.
2: You know, you become what you were taught, or you become the opposite. Right?
1: right? I think the whole story is is pretty heartbreaking. This is just one of those that's like, I can't go into it saying he was a real piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, he was absolutely, but like, he didn't he didn't have anywhere to go. Like, he started out. Well, he was a piece of shit made from
2: a piece of shit who was probably also made from a piece of shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. it, it is one of those, like, what would his life have been like if he had been adopted by a caring, loving family? Right. And it is hard to know. Maybe he actually was always fucked up,
1: mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. And then you, the factor of the shoe chemicals. Like, that's a, right. that's a legitimate theory in his case. Like, I don't know if they ever did an autopsy on his brain to see if it was eroded or anything like that, but he might have had weird... Hormone issues or something like that because of it, or I mean, like the fact the story that he got hit in the head with a hammer. Yeah, there's that. I mean, but I mean, like there's
2: a, a high like commonality over head serial injuries. killers of, of of head injuries. And if a woman h- hits somebody, a kid, in the head with a hammer, she's not doing that once, right?
1: You know, and you could, and I mean, you could look at a ton of different factors. He was locked in a closet and starved, malnutrition. How did that affect how he developed? Right. You know, I mean, it's uh, he. So yeah. So I just feel like from the beginning, Joseph Callinger never had a chance. Yeah. And unfortunately, there does come to a point where you are responsible for the own decisions you make, and he made those decisions to take his thirteen year old son and break into homes and hurt people. Yeah. So. He, but then
2: the insanity factor comes in. Yeah. In that, did he know what he was doing was wrong? I think, I think so. at some point he did, but then he the the whatever mechanism in his brain had to take over and say well no it's because of this like almost like
1: a survival and so like
2: you know manifest the charlie as the floating head who torments you simply because you can't sleep because you your own guilt Mm -hmm. or something like that is
1: keeping you awake. i'd actually really love to hear from michael like if he did an interview or wrote a book or something i'm i totally understand why he wouldn't (coughs)
0: Um, sorry
1: I mean, I don't know if that I... That discusses. Clinton. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to do it in that kind of situation, but I feel like Michael was probably the person who knew him best. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I would find that, I don't know, nightmares. Yeah. Plaguing you the entire life. Yeah. What he, what he saw and what he was either forced to do or, you know, Took what he of. did
1: because he didn't know any better yeah I mean, like Michael helped kill his own brother, yeah, supposedly that one's more I feel like I should put a touch of allegedly in there because he was never he was never convicted on that one, or no, he was. I think that one did come to light eventually, but yeah,
0: well, like you said his uh his dad liked to try to blame Michael yeah. for a lot of these, and maybe his involvement was actually less than the dad was saying it
2: was, and he was only there as a scapegoat, right. Okay.
0: Oops. All right. So uh, twenty. Jk at twenty. Anyone
1: with it? With it? Or no? It is empty.
2: Our first level twenty. Are we ready for story number two? Yes. Please. Uh,
0: pass me your cocktail first. Okay. Here you go. I'm gonna finish that off for you. Like a little booze to fix the sore throat.
2: Probably help. Kill it with alcohol. When I was sick once. My husband made me drink a hot toddy.
0: I love hot toddies.
2: Which wasn't really a hot toddy. It just turned out to be a shot of Maker's Mark. Oh, that is not a hot toddy. No, and I because but like he presented it as like he did something and I and I drank it, he warmed it up, and instantly vomited because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. If Run. you had told me here's a shot of you know whiskey, then okay, but if, you know you take it, you're like this is right, <laughs> and then you just throw up. And so I'm like, I'm never accepting alcohol from you ever
1: again. (laughs) Can't be trusted.
2: Also, I remain sick, so.
0: Now, I will say sometimes I make what I call a hot toddy light, Mm -hmm. which is a hot toddy minus the tea, lemon, and honey, which is brandy. I drink brandy. You drink brandy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It helps, though. Like, Mm -hmm. I legitimately feel better afterwards.
2: I bet you do. You're like, woo!
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then again, I also go drink a bunch of tea and honey because I love honey.
2: At 2 a.m., he's drunk off his ass. He's like, Where's the tea? <laughs> anyway, back to the story number two. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the most prolific serial killing organization in history. Is it murdering? <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get that reference. Nope. <laughs> cut it. I'm
1: popping my brains out anyway. <laughs>
2: So, the most prolific serial killing organization in history, if, in fact, they exist. Oh. We are talking about the smiley face killer. Oh, I love this one. Or killers. Mm -hmm. Okay. This theory originates from the 1997 unexplained drowning of Patrick McNeil. Patrick was a 21-year-old college student who was last seen in Manhattan at a bar drinking with friends. Despite... His friends and volunteers papering the area with missing flyers. It was not until two months after his disappearance that his body was found 12 miles away near the entrance of the New York Harbor. Since this incident, the same scenario seems to repeat itself hundreds of times in Manhattan and in fact, all over the country, a young, well-liked, successful, White male college student goes missing after a night of drinking with friends, and then is found some time after in what appears to be an quote accidental or undetermined drowning.
1: Isn't isn't also another factor that they're usually gay, or it's happened to several gay men? Nope. Just nope. White that's dudes? I have I have not read that. That's okay. For some reason there's I thought a, that was a factor. No, there's
0: a separate one. The um, what is it? The doodler or something like the sketch, something like that. But yes. This the doodle. yeah, it, it's something ridiculous like that, but no, it it's so funny. I uh, this like showed up in a reddit thread recently. like that's i've I've heard of this, oh, which is unusual that really? I have like so. Stop looking up
2: stuff. <laughs> Maybe you can contribute this time.
0: <laughs> uh, First, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs>
2: Okay, so anyway, this could all be a coincidence because if we're thinking or we're talking statistically, right, this age range of men is statistically more apt to go
1: binge drinking.
2: They are more statistically prone to die from an accident.
1: The risk takers, right? Or
2: suicide. That's the highest cause of of fatalities in this age range.
1: That's interesting.
2: Right. So it could all I mean, like. These are the things that can happen. However, it's hundreds of cases of young, fit, athletic men f- found drowned in a place where they shouldn't be. So, it could be a coincidence. However, former New York City detectives Gannon and Durante—I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Can you say <laughs> oh. it one more time. What you think it sounds like? Durante or there- Dur? uh No, it's not that because there is no in. It's uh. Duarte? Duarte? D-U-A-R-T-E. Duarte? Duarte. I think it's Duarte. Yeah. Okay. Ganon and Duarte, along with a criminal justice professor Lee Gilbertson, disagreed and presented That's the stuff one too. Is it? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> disagreed and presented their theory of the smiley face killer or killers in two thousand and eight. Their theory states that a wide-reaching organization of individuals are killing similar people they think, perhaps because of jealousy. I disagree. <laughs> drugging them, kidnapping them for an undetermined amount of time, drowning them in a local river and then leaving a smiley face graffiti at the time, at the crime scene. The problem is that there are so many incidents that can potentially match the scenario and a lot of variables that cannot be a hundred percent tied to each incident. For example, the smiley face graffiti that has been found in all different sizes, styles and colors and cannot be officially tied to where the bodies entered the rivers because they simply can't pinpoint those areas. Mm. Also, the smiley face is the most widely used symbol in all of the United States. If you're going to look for a smiley face, you're going to find a smiley face somewhere.
1: We're just a happy people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shiny, happy people Mm. everywhere.
2: Finding delight in other people's tragedies. Mm. Because of these factors, officially, according to the local law enforcement and the FBI, the smiley face killer or killers does not exist. Despite this, Gannon and Duarte, sure. (laughs) And Gilbertson uh, stated that they found at least 40 cases with common, unusual aspects that linked them together and as homicides. In some cases, the presence of GHB, the date rape drug, Mm. was found. Now, it's possible that the victims could have taken the drug willingly, but (laughs) kind of unlikely and ghb is apparently not a substance that is readily tested for in cases like these
1: and tends to be undetectable after not so long of a time i wonder if that's still true because especially if they're found after a night drinking i feel like that would be a common one to look for I th- not men yeah i think it's common women yeah
2: especially if there is signs
1: of sexual
2: assault assault there you go that's the word <laughs> i was gonna say malfeasance <laughs> yeah, i'm not I'm sure if that worked <laughs> i mean kind of (laughs) yeah i just wanted to sound smart and it didn't work um anyway (laughs) also the remains do not show the decomposition that they should if they died in the official time frames given in their investigations for example 23 year old dakota james was missing for 40 days before his body was found but he suffered little decomp in comparison to that time
1: oh so he might have been
2: like kept somewhere exactly so where was he yeah for the time in between 24 year old tommy booth was missing for two weeks but was found in rigor mortis which only lasts about 48 hours wow as well tommy along with others in different incidences was found in a previously searched body of water which supports the thought that the victims were held before their bodies were dumped dumped. Yes. Another detail is that some of the remains seem to be staged in the case of 21 year old, Chris Jenkins, his body was found about four months after his disappearance in the Mississippi river floating on his back without any sign of bloating that one would expect. And his arms were crossed over his chest,
1: but he's still considered a drowning.
2: Like he he probably had liquid in his, his uh, lungs.
1: Like, cause all of these cases that you're talking about right now, they're still, they're still considered drowning. They're, they're not considered, considered
2: homicides. they're considered accidental or undetermined drowning. Mm,
1: okay.
2: There are still murders that are potentially linked to the smiley face killer or killers. Um, I saw the most recent one was from 2016. Um, I'm not quite sure if that is the most recent, but that's the one I saw. And it all still remains only a theory and a theory not supported by any official law agency.
1: Not even uh Gilbertson.
2: Well they're they They're retired. They're retired now. And they're not Marte. A, they're not the representative of an agency. Like they actually use their own money to further the investigation after the police department said, No, this is done, they drowned.
1: So do you have any theories or
2: well okay, so I think it's either one of three things. One it's it's one person doing a percentage of the incidences okay and right. the rest are truly accidental yes okay but since it's all the same like this person picked the best mo because it happens and there's no way to say whether it's homicide or not because well, and,
1: just, and it happens in areas where there are like rivers and stuff like manhattan right. and stuff like people just <clears throat> fall off
0: the and graffiti and like, yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah or two it's nothing right so it's nothing it's just coincidental and it's just things that happen and maybe one or two are not related homicides you know but they're it's just you know there's a general mo right and then three it is what they say it is and it's a group of a, a secret society that does this and like as an
1: initiation right or something like that
2: yeah or it's just like they have Ritual or something like or that. It's like we hate frat boys, and it's true if you have a group, right? And it's a large group, and you say every time you go out and do your deed or whatever, just you mark it with a smiley face. If that's the only directions you give somebody, of course, they're all going to be different smiley faces, right? right? But this would mean that it's a secret society, and we know that secret societies exist throughout history however we only know about the failed secret societies because they're the ones that aren't secret
1: well and because whenever you have a group of people together someone's gonna break someone's gonna leak a secret so you know they cannot keep it you would think though but there is
2: probably a history of secret societies that remained secret i
1: i don't know i i feel like that one's I feel like that one's a stretch only because humans are ridiculous, and I feel like they can't maintain, especially for one that's lasted as long as this one has. Mm-hmm. Smile face version. How old was the oldest one that you had? Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. So I feel like that's almost twenty years, right? Is that twenty years? It's almost twenty years.
0: I think that could still be within a secret keeping range. I
1: don't know. I feel. I feel like people couldn't mm-hmm. do it. I feel like people couldn't do it. Maybe if you don't pick the right people. Almost mm-hmm. thirty years, actually. Yeah.
2: I mean, see, that's the thing. It's like, we know of secret societies that either people talked about or we found documentation for after they've long been, you know, right, gone or whatever. So there may be things still working right now that nobody knows about until we find documentation of them
1: after they've long been gone. Mm, I, just I feel like it's really hard for people to maintain secrets like that. I feel like you don't want to, to believe it. I feel like... Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I feel like. That's what I feel like they, they can't maintain a secret like that.
2: I think that it's like one of those things where it's like um, we know that they're spies because of
1: spies that were caught. Right. I would love to believe in a secret society because that is obviously the coolest of the of the three theories. I just I just don't think that we can maintain that kind of secrecy.
2: But what's the society? Five people?
1: I don't know. That's the, that's what I, I lean more towards one person is doing it but not all of them they're not all his you know what i mean right that he's done a lot of them Well, it's but definitely
2: not all of them. it's impossible for one person to do it because there were multiple right. deaths in different parts of the country
1: at the same time or maybe copycats involved like maybe they maybe they know who it is and they copied him or something like that but i don't think it's i don't think it's a secret you think it's a secret society like is that where you lean no
2: no, no. i just said that that would have to be one of the the possibilities I don't, I mean, like, the thing about the smiley face, if you're going to say that the smiley face actually has something to do with it, then it would have to be kind of like a secret society because you're communicating with someone. Well, I mean, serial killers left marks as well. Right, but it's like either they're communicating with the police or they're communicating with each other and they haven't like talk to the police so their communication is shitty if that's what they're trying to do
1: i don't know i feel like if it was one guy doing it he could still leave a mark like because he thinks he's a batman villain or something but like then
2: that. that wouldn't explain how they're all different
1: true true but again i don't think it's one person responsible for all of them so you know what i mean like if there are some that are similar because i think that's part of it is that there's some that are similar and those all could be that one person Personally,
2: i don't think that smiley faces have anything to do with
1: Mm, interesting what they need to do is is try to track down more photos of what those places look like before they found the body to see if there was a smiley face there or did the smiley face show up after the body was there i don't even know if it's possible because again they don't know
2: even if that place the smiley face has anything to do with
1: the the body body. right yeah okay so if we take the smiley face completely out do you still believe a theory could be that it's a secret society
2: well i mean that's the thing is like you have to say okay if all of these factors are alike Right, to the point where they cannot be an accident. And then you have one that's happening in Manhattan, and then you have one that happens in the, the Mideast. Then there has to be people Midwest. Oh
1: what is We don't that? have a Mideast. Mideast is like Afghanistan. Sorry, like that. Midwest. <laughs> I apologize to the people in the Mideast. <laughs> so right, if... I think I was wrong too about Afghanistan. is Afghanistan considered Mid East. Oh now we're showing our public education. I'm gonna cut all the shit out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, if they have one that's happening in Manhattan, and then you have one happening in Kansas, then there has to be people talking to each other. Or, is the dumbest luck ever.
1: Well, I mean, it could be the dumbest luck ever. It's just drownings. It's just guys falling in and drowning. Oh, no.
0: The idea of well-to-do college-aged white guys drinking and then accidentally drowning. Like, no, that happens.
1: Which is the whole reason why all these law enforcement agencies haven't picked it up as as a legitimate. I
2: do think it's interesting that you have this well-liked, athletic, well-to-do, you know, white frat boy or whatever, who went out with his friends, but for some reason went 12 miles, for example, on his own to a body of water. And nobody
1: was with him. Well, and like the cases of the guy who was gone for 40 days. Yeah. Like, obviously, why is that one not seen more as foul play? Like, he had to be held somewhere or something like that. Like, there should be more done about him. Right. But I think it is more of a case of, these are all different. Like, it's not, it's either one guy is responsible for a few of them, or they're all different incidences. Or
0: it could even be the case of, it's not mass hysteria, but it's the same kind of thing. So like... You see this pattern. People pick up on that pattern. And so it, it could be like you're saying. There There could have, in fact, been someone doing some of it. And then these people are like, hey, I see this pattern. We're going to do it. And it's happening, like, individually. <laughs>
1: like little cells of Well, yeah. Cells. They, they see
0: this thing that gets brought up. And right. then that perpetuates it. And then, so it's like a society that's not actually linked by anything other than them wanting to do the same
1: Whatever, thing. What I saw a news article. Yes.
2: Now, the thing about the drowning, though, one of the arguments as to, well, this, it's nothing. Yeah. Is because none of these young men have any other markings on them. And to drown somebody Mm. to death is a very unlikely instance. Like, they don't have a lot, they don't have a lot of that on file. It doesn't happen regularly at all.
1: Unless you're dead drunk. Or. Or yeah, unless drunk. you're drugged. Yeah. Unless
0: you're drugged. Yeah. Like it,
2: it can happen, but they don't have a lot of instances because I guess one of the arguments is that there's not a lot of satisfaction in it
1: because you don't get to see the face or something like that. Because yeah.
2: they're already passed out. Yeah. You, if you're gonna drown somebody, you want to see them struggle, and then there's gonna be some kind of trauma to their bodies.
1: Mm. Interesting. Oh, it's a tricky one.
2: It's a group of women. <laughs> no, I'm just choosing. <laughs> That's not good. No.
0: I, my favorite takeaway from this, though, is is kind of what you said about uh, the only secret societies we know about are the failed ones. There could be secret societies nah. that remain a secret. Nah,
1: Agreed. <clears throat> I
2: think
1: I like there that. has to be at least one. Gotta be. Sure. I love the idea of secret societies. Please don't get me wrong. I really do. I love them. I just, I think they're very difficult to maintain.
2: And this is why you won't ever be invited to it.
1: Of course not. I, mean, that's <laughs> awesome. I love talking about shit. That's why I started a podcast. I can't keep a secret. We know this. I really can't. Please don't tell me any of your secrets. All right. All right. Another murder brunch down.
0: Smiley face killers. Killer.
1: I feel like you were real quiet during that story, and now I feel like you know something, Clinton. Uh, that's how you keep secrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sources? Sources. Uh, for my story on Joseph Kalinger, I used New York Times, the criminal discourse podcast, and a website. I, I feel like it was legitimate. <laughs> but to be honest, I'm a little nervous about it. But anyway, buggedspace.com.
2: And I used Rolling Stone September 2019 article, Why Three Investigators Blame a Rash of Drowning Deaths on a Gang of Killers by Niall Capello. Oxygen.com's crime news article from January 2019 and the lineup.com's article from February 2018. There's also just a huge amount of podcasts. Reddit. You can find like mini series that people like Mm -hmm. like on any kind of streaming platform about this case simply because it is one of those things that it has a bit
1: of a rabbit hole effect. Yeah, no, this is this is a really interesting one. It's been around for a while. If you would like to find Murder Brunch anywhere on social media, we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can find us at our website, murderbrunchpodcast.com. Podcast. Uh, and they can email us at where,
0: Clinton? Uh, Bunch at gmail.com.
1: Absolutely. Please reach out. Also, find us on
2: Patreon for $5 a month. You get lots of extras, including one extra story presented by our very own Clinton. And uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: We go into more detail on the cocktails so you can make them yourselves. More pictures of this wonderful brunch, which is wonderful.
1: It is wonderful. More pictures of us. which Maybe. A
2: little scary. A little
1: (laughs) less (laughs) wonderful. So yeah, you can find us on Patreon. And until next time, when we'll have... More murder. More mayhem. More (laughs) snacks. I usually do murder. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I usually do murder. Shall we try it again? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, ready? Uh, Until you find us next time with...
2: More mayhem.
1: More murder.
2: More snacks. Bye. Bye. Bye.